0: Uh, my name is Anti Fielder, and then take, and then we'll take a beat. I graduated from Anti Academy with really standout, standout grades. grades. Take a beat. Now, now I'm using music, my, my music,
1: music taste. Hang on, maybe maybe like watch. Yeah, okay, um, that helps. Now I'm using the my music taste to help, help Ed Sheeran you know, quit music. music. Maybe like like. Maybe like watch me on Zoom and like we can like kind of do the beats together. Right, let me actually pull this over to so I can actually see you while I do this. Ready? Uh. I think it would help if you, we saw each other as we were as we were trying to read this copy here. Okay, got it. <clears throat> Ready? Yeah. One. One. Oh. <laughs> one two. My, my name, name is is. Anti- Anti- Fielder. fielder. I graduated, graduated From From Anti- Anti- academy, academy Academy With With How about you lead it? Alright, let's restart.
0: Bro, let me Okay. Ready? Ready? Okay. My name Wait, no, you, gotta, right. you gotta do one through three. Okay. One Two My, My Name, name Is is anti fielder. I graduated from from anti academy. academy. Okay,
1: (laughs) it's It's going good. It's going good. It's going good. good. Okay,
0: Okay. I graduated graduated from anti academy academy with really standout
1: grades. grades. Now, now I'm using, using my, my music, music to, taste oh, to,
0: to help, help Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran quit, quit music, music. <laughs> in this in competitive this world.
1: Competitive world. This. Is, is wait, th- ready? One, two, three. This this is is anti anti fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this ready one. Okay, count it off. You, uh, you, you lead the, this part at the end. Ready?
0: Okay. Three, two. This, this
1: is, is anti, anti for you. For you. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. what's good everybody this is the entire post yeah we will fix it in post (laughs) it'll be fine this is episode 75 of the anti podcast last week we talked to Dean and chris anthony uh and now we are talking about nathan fielder universe the nathan fielder extended universe here um mm-hmm. it's now in phase uh three of its uh
0: multi-phase plan um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. phasing one of course was the was the nathan for you show yeah of course uh yeah phase two was um how to with john wilson and who is america slash Borat the third uh, phase that's going on right now is the rehearsal. So within this Nathan Fielder universe, um, we decided to take like some time to kind of just like talk about Nathan Fielder's like kind of role in his universe and how he's able
1: to like bring us into it, kind of like suck us into his universe. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Uh, and you know, I, I I'm of the personal belief that uh, Nathan Fielder is the one who caused the COVID nineteen pandemic because. <laughs> because nobody could have orchestrated something like that if not if it wasn't Nathan Fielder, you know what I mean? I think Nathan Fielder is the only man that could have orchestrated anything like that. They say it's the Chinese, they say it's the Democrats, you know what I mean? They say it's whatever, the Republicans not <laughs> wearing say masks. They say it's the vaccine. <laughs> they say it's the vaccines, they say it's Republicans not wearing masks. You can go on either side of the fence, but guess who's in the middle? On the chaos spectrum, Nathan Fielder. My name is Nathan Fielder, and I graduated from one of Canada's top business schools with really good grades. Now, I'm using my knowledge to help struggling small business owners make it in this competitive world.
0: The plan? Fake a whole (laughs) pandemic so everyone can get a two weeks off of work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So everybody
1: would like me more or something like that. So so everybody, they'd call it Nathan Week. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to run through, you know, uh, in, in light of this new uh tragedy that Nathan has bestowed upon the world in in the rehearsal we're going to roll through Nathan for You one of our favorite shows uh I believe I don't remember which magazine it was because I'm inarticulate and dumb but they coined it as the best reality show of all time which you know I agree with in certain regards I think Jersey Shore is up there as well um (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know man just like uh last week with the the brackets like how do you compare these two you know (laughs) yeah exactly i don't know i would say that nathan for you is probably nathan for you is better but yeah exactly so so we're gonna kind of go through piece by piece of this and try and understand like the redemption arc that nathan for you has kind of built for himself here nathan for you obviously uh great comedy central show uh, just like south park it's on a network that it doesn't belong to that it shouldn't be on because it's way too great and way too powerful for its own you know its own like confined little network but uh, nathan for you it, it's original run when we were you know from high school into college like the first three years of college um one of the funniest fucking shows of all time straight up like so mm-hmm. good no definitely like it's
0: just like I remember like watching the first episode and like I just like I didn't understand it at all I was like wait a minute so it's a reality show like none of these people know it's real but he's in on the joke and just does all this ridiculous shit like it's just crazy just like how he's able to craft like these weird scenarios so well and somehow get like the perfect response from whoever he's talking to
1: yeah for sure I mean uh, there's so many good episodes I mean uh, I, I got my teeth pulled recently in the beginning of this year and um i was trying to tolerate anything long form and it just wasn't doing it for me it was giving me a headache the only thing that wasn't giving me a headache and that was you know, i was able to consume was again south park and nathan for you and i literally that smooth voice of his i love it i mean literally <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so consumable you just you just want to keep watching more and more and like get more details out of the episodes i mean uh, the gas rebate episode a, a classic with the grandson's pee you know oh, pee, classic. Anyone's pee? He says there's no germs. Oh, maybe they can drink my grandson's pee. It's very clean. Yeah? Well, why? Uh, because it's clean. Why drink but my but pee or you're your pee? are promoting <laughs> your grandson's pee? I am promoting because grandson's pee sometimes helps. It it's, it's really helps. Have you drank your grandson's pee? Yeah. Why? I was scared. What do you mean you were scared? Yeah, sometimes you're scared for for something, you, what are you know, talking sudden about? accident or something. You drink the grandson's pee and it's gonna help you. I don't understand. What? Why does it help you if you drink your grandson's pee? That's what they say. Yeah. Who says that? My grandma. The Sand at the Mall episode was really great. Um, the Doinkit episode where he didn't want those children to be ba- to be babies.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, don't forget Dumb Starbucks.
1: Like Dumb Starbucks. Like, I rem-
0: I remember seeing that when I was like getting ready to go to school, and I'm just like, "This is fucking stupid." Like, I can't (laughs) believe like somebody fucking came up with dumb Starbucks. And then, literally, like the years later, like I was in college, I finally watched that episode, and I'm like, "Wow, he got me!" Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's the same with the heroic pig episode. Like, like he had that pig like save the goat or whatever, and it's like the same thing. Like, I thought that was a real video, and it turned out it wasn't. And it turned out Mm -hmm. the voice was the Santa who who he helped you know, kickstart his career during the summer, all that shit. So for those of you who live under a rock, um, Nathan for You, a really great show. Basically under the pretense of um helping small businesses like improve their business and get more customers in the door, Nathan for You was given a budget by Comedy Central in order to essentially like not ruin their business, but like play like little pranks on them, I guess. Is that the best is that a good way to describe I, it? I don't know. It's like an idea that's just so dumb. Yeah, that it like works. It's like troll logic. You ever hear, you ever see that meme where it's like, "Oh, if I, whatever, attach this to this, it's gonna work." You know what I mean? It's like makes no mm. qu- quick. It makes like no sense. Like, uh, like like logically, if you really were to see it through, it w- it wouldn't work. But it's like, technically, it works. <laughs> like,
0: I mean, like like I think like like the beauty of the show was kind of like it was like the on the surface. Every idea is the dumbest idea you've ever heard. Yeah. But, like, the effort he puts behind it, like, he's able to, like, make like make it work usually. Usually he's able to make it work.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. L- like, there was one episode, I'm thinking in particular, where it was, like, um, he, he it was, like, the Pink's hot dog, uh, place or whatever like famous hot dogs and it's like
0: Mm.
1: at that point in the show it was like season two season three he was kind of he was kind of getting away from like the helping local businesses helping these struggling times because pink pinks is like a renowned place they go off the name alone like they're like fine right but it was just Mm. like a little promotional thing he was doing so essentially it's like you can cut the line if you have a doctor's notice if you have a funeral to go to I think those were like the two exceptions or like a therapy or something like that. You can go to. Mm, Yeah. Um, So you can cut the line if you have those two things. But like he basically vetted people. Most of them were honest, but there was one guy who like said that he was going to a doctor's (laughs) office but it turns out he Nathan followed him like this is where the effort comes in he followed him and this guy went to a movie theater which obviously was going to be the joke the whole time you know what i mean like from the that was kind of the premise and the punchline is like Mm -hmm. this guy ends up but then so he sees him doing that so then he invites this guy in a pinks like unauthorized by pinks by the way because pinks would not authorize this they like told him to go fuck himself he like I'm sure you've all seen the meme of like him out on the boat, and he's like, "Oh, like okay, ready." Like uh, he he brings this I guy hope out. You're hungry, yeah. He brings this guy out as the millionth customer, and he goes, "I hope you're hungry." I'll play the clip because I hope you're hungry. And here we go. I hope you're hungry for nothing. <laughs> hungry for nothing, and then he like for nothing. <laughs> and then he pulls up the thing, like as if it's about to be a lobster dinner, and it turns out it was like nothing. And then he like mm-hmm. he he has these people who actually like had doctors. Oh no, who had to wait in line uh behind him or something he he unveils the curtain and they're like right there shaming this guy <laughs> and the guy's like you're so weird no but like yeah
0: it is like it, it's just so funny just like how he's able to like set up these like really weird interactions with people i was watching like a really episode early episode in season one uh the shoplifting one mm-hmm. where like the plan that he gave the small business who's uh, it, it sells clothes um is that like only attractive people are allowed to shoplift because attractive people, when they get seen wearing the clothes, all of their friends are going to ask them, <laughs> where did they get that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, you know, like, it sounds dumb, but like super dumb. And it, of course, like I, this is the one I don't think it really works. <laughs> but like, you, you're right though, he does a lot of effort, but like like if it doesn't work he's just like all right i'm gonna go for the meme instead like
1: i'm gonna go yeah. for that extra mile of just like right i think the overarching premise is that nathan is playing a prank on the business owners but it work. it only works because he, he it's a fundamental misunderstanding within his own character so like there was another episode for instance where it was like um oh like people want to have sex on vacation but they don't want their children to see and be traumatized right so mm. so on vacation, like his idea was to have this sort of box where where like children would go into and they would like uh, listen to like rainforest sounds and whatever while the while the parents were like having sex like right next door, but it's like uh, soundproof so that the child would have no idea like mm. that was happening, right? No idea
0: what's going on. But yeah. the
1: whole the whole fundamental thing of the joke is that Nathan is kind of like this virgin kind of loser character, and like even in the even in like the. Um, the drawing that he makes, it's like the child will be traumatized. And then it's like a little like guy and then it grows up and it's like clearly Nathan. (laughs) It's Nathan. (laughs) So it's like this fundamental misunderstanding of like what couples want, how it works. It's like, sure, they want to have sex on vacation, Mm. but if it's only five days, they'll sacrifice it for the kid or like they'll have somebody watch the kid. Like it's just a basic, it's just basic like things or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, exactly. It's just a recurring
0: theme. Just like Nathan's character on the show, like he just has this like kind of like, this like, Innocent, like like I was just like, oh, everybody wants to do this, right? So yeah. like, why don't we do that? Like like when he helps out like a restaurant, right? And he's just like, well, well, when he first like <laughs> was spying on the restaurant, he was inside of an arcade game inside of the restaurant watching them, and then he's just like, I was in there forever, and I had to use the bathroom, so I went to all around the the city, couldn't find a bathroom, <laughs> so here's the idea: we
1: are the neighborhood toilet. We let anyone come in use the bathroom. <laughs> Like he's like for the people, I think at the end of the day. Like he helps people steal. He helps people get free shit. You know what I mean at the end of the day and it's at the expense of like these like kind of small business owners which which like a lot of times are nice, but a lot of small business owners are shitheads, so it's kind of it's kind of I don't know, it's it works on multiple levels, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times nah. it's like an innocent like nice guy who's like whatever. But like like a, a good example of this would be like the auto mechanic guy where he has basically this thing where it's like um uh the auto mechanic guy uh, Gets set up to a lie detector and the lie detector will tell you whether or not the estimate is like uh, accurate correct like or are the brake pads the cheapest in town or whatever. do the brake pads need more work but the whole fundamental thing of mechanic shops is that they make their money off of bullshitting people so once you kind of strip that away it's actually hurting the business <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's helping the people. And then at the same time, it works on the level of like Nathan straps himself up to it to kind of do a calibration. And the guy is like, "Do you watch pornography, Nathan?" And he's like, "No." And then he keeps going like, "Oh, like, like, no, like this thing must be on the fritz." So he gets yeah. a different guy, and he keeps going like, "Oh, is that on Windows XP or whatever?" Like, it's
0: <laughs> You know, sure that's the you know not the program? It looks like a faulty program because I do not watch <laughs> pornography yeah <laughs> like it's it, it just like yeah just something about nathan just like i don't know th- that like kind of like i'm he's not all there but he's all there enough to like um to get like you know his crazy idea out and yeah. like in like um the world like it's just weird because like you know like he actually puts like all this funding to all these crazy ideas that nobody would ever think about doing like it's just so outside the box that, yeah yeah I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. When it doesn't, he just fucking is like, "All right, I'll just do it for the meme then."
1: Yeah, I think in the first couple of episodes, it was like it it was a bit of the deviousness, a bit of like the kind of Borat like uh, naivety. But then I think as the as the seasons get um, more, like as the seasons go on, I think he needs to get he gets more creative and his character becomes slightly more devious. Like I like the episode where um, it's like the horse um, lady who like who runs like the Hollywood uh, horse rides or whatever. And, uh, I like that he keeps calling it horsey rides also. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like, that's really funny to me, but like the whole, the, horsey rides, the yeah. whole, yeah, the whole idea of it is like, Oh, like, um, it, it kind of plays into like the whole PC thing that was like really like popping off at the time where it's like, Oh, like a fat person, like we shouldn't discriminate against a fat person. So it's like, let's like, let's, let's make sure fat people can ride horses, even though it's like, it would hurt the horse, but it's like, okay, let's strap weather balloons to him. Okay. Let's like have drones, like as scarecrows, like kind of scaring the birds away. Uh, from, mm. so that way they don't pop the balloons okay let's have pizza paddles like padding away the trees and like it's mm. kind of all at like the fat guy's expense because people are laughing at him. And then also it's at the business owner's expense because he, at the end of it, he goes, wow, this is like, you did something really amazing here. This is what you'll be known for mm-hmm. and only this. <laughs> like, and she's like, I hope to be known for my trophies. And he's like, no, it's only this. It's only this.
0: No, honestly, though, I, I don't even think it's at the, the, the overweight guy's like expense or even the business person's expense. I think it's more in like uh, just the situation itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of just like... Yo, let's try to, like, like, it's like, oh, like, there's the rule of, like, overweight people can't, um, ride on horses. Well, what if we just put on weather balloons? And then if not, we just get the pizza things. And if not, then we got the scarecrow. Like, you know what I mean like he's it's like he, he plans these out like like four dimensional chess. Like he just fucking yeah. just goes. He's always on the
1: next step of just like it's like, oh, like this problem can come up. Bam. I got, I'm going to do this. Right. Like, have you ever had that friend that you like talk shit about because it's like he always, like he or she or they or whatever is always planning something where it's like. Okay, let's go to brunch at 6 a.m. And it's like, I don't want to do that because, you know, uh, we're going to be drinking the night before. No, 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 but it's okay. We can get a brunch spot two minutes away. It's like, um, I still don't want to go. Like, the fundamental thing is, I don't want to go to brunch because it's lame. Mm. But it's like, it's always like, they'll make the exception. So it's like, oh, it's too early. And then it's like, I don't feel like going. Oh, it's too expensive. Oh, I'll, I'll pay for it. I don't mind. And then at the end of the day, it's like this person like compiles all, like goes through all this effort at the end of the day for something that the person originally didn't even want. That's like kind of that's that's Nathan for you in a nutshell. Because every time he proposes these things to people, like maybe ninety nine percent of the time, they're mm-hmm. like uh, very skeptical. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, mean yeah. Uh, well, it's because like most of his ideas are just like just like financial pitfalls. Like, like yeah, like, they're
1: unsustainable ideas.
0: They're all unsustainable. Like, uh, like the maid one, right? Of how he shows up the maid service. That was his so best his, idea. That was a good one. <laughs> I don't know if that was his best idea, <laughs> but yeah, but like so, like t- to help like a maid service like fucking um, like clean houses like, as fast as they can, as many houses as they can, and instead of just sending one maid to your house, they send forty maids
1: to your house to clean it. Yeah. So they clean it in like six minutes, like your entire house. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It was efficient and it worked. And then at the end, it was really funny at the end too because um, it's like there's all these like m- like maids that just are just like, want to do their job, whatever, or you know want to get home to their families, and then um the guy who owns the the house is like divorced so nathan is like oh this guy is huh? a good bachelor <laughs> he's wanna- always the
0: matchmaker
1: whenever any whenever he talks to anybody
0: like like it's really like a, like a side conversation like they're waiting for something to happen he's like so
1: <laughs> are you seeing anyone you seeing anyone <laughs> yeah he's like
0: You seeing anyone like it's funny as fuck when he does it to like guys because he's like oh well, i know someone <laughs> it's, just, it's just literally like a random person walking by he goes hey like this is Debbie. She's she's like your age. Interested in the in I don't know uh, Marvel movies. Like yeah. <laughs> you guys <clears throat> be perfect together. Yeah. And then when he does it with girls too, I love how awkward
1: he is with like whenever he talks to any woman at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's so stilted. But um, watching back when I was you know had my tooth pulled, I like no something I I I messaged to you, which you were like a little bit like reluctant to agree upon, was like. Um, the idea that he's almost like tricking the audience and he's like lying to the audience. So I think he does in certain regards with certain things. And, but I think you, I know you did a bit of research to kind of like uncover mm. a little bit of the, the secrets, right? Yeah. Cause
0: like I did a little research. Uh, I, I was, uh, I was just Googling like just Nathan Fielder in general and just seeing like, like what, what's his deal? And like apparently, like uh, according from uh, the take, uh, mm-hmm. uh, before Nathan goes to business for consultations, uh, the show's writers prepare a script uh, and outline for both Nathan's plans and possible reactions in the interview with split. Uh, uh, we did an interview with Split Sider. Uh, Nathan Fielder said, "Before we go in, I have a plan of what I'm going to say, and I have a plan of where we want to get uh, go with. Uh, go with it." but because we're dealing with real businesses and real people, it often goes in unpredictable directions, which is really fun, but things can go wrong very easily. We definitely don't prepare anyone uh, to what's going to happen. We just go in and see what happens and hit on the right tone. So like, He, 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 like, it sounds like, 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 I mean, of course, like, like the, I mean, apparently the joke's supposed to be, like, not on, like, the business owners or anyone. It's mostly, I guess you, I'll give you an inch and say he is kind of tricking us.
1: Yeah, I think the joke is kind of on us at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, it's just like, like, like you just watch some guy just eat, like, frozen yogurt poop for for 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you know, it's just like, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. Which I feel like is a pretty big theme, especially like on his new show, which uh, like we'll get into uh, later in the podcast, but like... But like honestly, like the way he's able to play it off, like he's so good at just like crafting like situations. Like like at the end, like kind of backtrack on on the gas episode when drinking the grandson's pee. This article talked about how um, like the reactions in the room of <laughs> when the dude was like talking about that, mm-hmm. and like uh, and, and Nathan was saying that like at first I thought uh, he was kidding, and it took me asking a lot of questions before I realized he was for real. As crazy as it is, though, I still felt uh, the need to be respectful of this practice if it came from a culture or tradition I don't understand. Weird. Conflicting emotions inside me.
1: Yeah, it was a, that was a really funny one because you can even, like, uh, if, if you watch it so many times in the way that I do, because it's, it's honestly, like, in my top five, like, favorite shows, it's, like, you can really see, like, s- some of the small details. Like, you can see the camera shaking more than usual. Like, the cameramen were holding it together because if they were to laugh, it would ruin <laughs> everything. So it's mm-hmm. like, it really is like a, a a balancing act. And yeah, it's, you know, I think we should probably maybe get into the, the new, the new show because it is very dense and, and, uh, that's what people want to hear most about. But like, you know, Nathan for you is a really classic show at this point. Um, it's, it's definitely one of those shows where he needed to take some time off in between mm. because, cause like, 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 uh, like Borat or like, um, Bruno, Or even like Eric Andre, it's like if you continue to hammer at it year after year, people are going to be like, oh, my God, it's Borat or, oh, my God, it's, you know, Eric Andre. Like, let me get a picture Mm. rather than be surprised or think it's something that it's, you know, think that it's actually something uh, so that they can, you know, fall into the kind of reality style pranks of it. That's why Borat 1 and Borat 2, there's so much of a separation between those two movies because it's like without the separation – you know mm-hmm. the context of Borat was so heavy in two thousand five. Everybody, everybody, there's billboards. Is you know he's on talk talk shows. He, he's too- still, he can still buy the man thong uh, like Halloween costume like today in twenty twenty two. Correct, but but with all those years separated between it, it's like and then once you go down to like the south, once you go down to like the 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 middle of America, it's like the context is lost and you can kind of do the bit a little bit more. And it makes sense. It makes perfect sense that that um that Sasha Baron Cohen kind of tapped um, Nathan Fielder for Who Is America and Borat too. Uh, to make those two movies, because you can definitely see the uh, the trickery and the kind of like making a fool out of people style that was in Borat, but really it's through the lens of Nathan. For you, I think that's kind of where most of the creative the creativeness comes from. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it, it, it's
0: it's like a similar kind of character of just like. Of, like, yeah, I'm just here to, like, kind of just, like, help you or just, like, hang out with you. But also, like, it's just, like, you're saying some crazy – like, they they somehow get the craziest reactions out of somebody, but it comes out so, like, natural. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're they're really good at being, like, buddy-buddy to you to get you to let your guard down so you just say whatever's on your mind.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think – honestly, I think Nathan does a better job, and I think Nathan is a little bit – Nathan is – He's uh, less intimidating. He's not like a six five, yeah. big ass man. That's true. I don't <laughs> going know in your face. <laughs> the reason why I think Borat Two didn't work so much for me. I mean, certain certain aspects it did, but in certain ways, I don't think it worked for me. Is because I think uh, Sasha Baron Cohen thought he had more, a little bit more juice than he actually did. Like like the Rudy Giuliani thing was a good example of that because it's like he he should have let like uh, that situation go a little bit further than it did instead of just like you know well, seeing.
0: I mean, if he would have done, I mean, I see what you're saying. As like, I do want to see what Giuliani would do, Juli, uh, Rudy Giuliani would do. Yeah, but like, I think like around that, like that's kind of like entrapment a little
1: bit, you, you know? I guess, but I mean, if that's what you're going for, like you should go all the way with it rather than like interrupt him right before he because because it's like he was unbuttoning his mm-hmm. pants, right? Yeah, you should have let Nathan, him. Nathan would
0: would have would have let that slide, like not slide, but he Nathan would have like I've yeah. never seen him break character. Like you, he would no he, he would have let it go is. on
1: for a couple seconds longer to get the bit and then. Because, I mean, the context of that is that basically it wasn't really, they they needed a proxy. So basically the proxy was like Borat's daughter. So Borat's daughter, because if you have Borat doing the interview, obviously Rudy Giuliani is going to know who Borat is. But it's like uh, Borat's daughter is like uh, attractive and is willing to be in these situations and interviews Rudy Giuliani for like her conservative TV show. So it's believable. So, like, basically what happens at the end of that is that Rudy Giuliani is hitting on her, and and people think that he unbuttoned his pants. I really think that he was just getting his mic out, but... If you were to just give it a couple of seconds more, maybe five, ten seconds more, it would have you would have seen either you would have it, known exactly what he was you doing. you would have known exactly what he was doing. And I think Sasha Baron Cohen like thought he had. I, I just think he thought and like even like when he calls out to Mike Pence and gets escorted out. I just think he had he he thought he had a bit more creative juice than he did there. Who is America? I think does a better a better job with all of that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it do, they do a, a way better job in Who's America too. Like I think the yeah. characters
0: were better, the situations were set up uh, better. Yeah, I mean. He got like the more crazy reactions. Like I think it's because probably Nathan was probably more involved in that. Like, yeah, because po- it just felt like it was the perfect length of just like yeah, he, like you know the, these politicians basically like saying the n word or something. You you yeah. know what I mean? Right. I mean, like, the- they fucking caught it. Correct. And <laughs> got the- him
1: for sure. For sure. And the point the point being is that you know Nathan Fielder he did three seasons of Nathan for you. After a while, it was kind of you, it, the ruse was kind of up. He had to have more proxies, more like kind of absurd situations to kind of uh, distance himself because people knew we're starting to catch on to who Nathan Fielder was. He was going on big talk shows. And then he kind of concluded his own show with the Finding Francis episode, which is obviously very good and uh, kind of kind of is a good bridge, honestly, to this new show. But like in between, he did the how to with John Wilson and he did um, uh, he produced Who is America and he he produced uh, or he was a part of Borat 2. I think um, Finding Francis and how to with John Wilson, if you kind of combine both of those uh, things. Because How To With John Wilson is a show where it's very serendipitous. It's very, like, kind of free form. It's kind of like whatever the show is going to be, it's going to be. Um, mm. So if you combine the genuineness and kind of the wanting to get better and wanting to genuinely finally help somebody find closure, uh, part of Finding Francis, and you combine that, again, with the, the serendipity and the, 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 the new spark of creativity of How To With John Wilson, this is where you get the new show, The Rehearsal. So mm-hmm. now we're kind of on this plane where Nathan is... Trying to honestly, I I see it as him trying to redeem himself for being such a shithead on Nathan for you. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, this is definitely a more mature
0: Nathan uh, just because of just like his ideas of how he wants to help everyone out. Like it's just like um, like who could think of the idea of just like I'm going to rehearse this very hard situation for you just so you can have like a like just so you can go in, do this very difficult thing in your life and like come out on top. Like, it's a really nice thing that he's doing. And, like, I also, like, appreciate, too, how, like, in this one, like, he's not really, like, none of the ideas that he has are, like, negatively impacting the person. You know Correct. what I mean? Or, like, the joke's not really on the person who wants the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Like, like the joke's on us, pretty much, for watching a show about a rehearsal when they <laughs> rehearse a rehearsal. The literal expenses
1: on HBO, which I think is funny. And I read oh yeah the, the joke is on hbo like let, let's be real i read something today where they're like in serious debt like i don't know like 50 million in debt or something like that and then it's like and then it, and then it's kind of a cut to like where he it, we'll, we'll get into this first episode the alligator lounge episode or um the uh orange juice with with pulp or something like that orange juice with pulp episode um he's basically helping this one guy his name is core skeet um <laughs> He's uh, basically, you know, a trivia-obsessed New Yorker. I'm uh, reading off of Wikipedia. Trivia-obsessed New Yorker. He uh, has a group of friends, essentially. And this one friend he has, his name, uh, name is Trisha. Is that her name? Trisha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Trisha. Basically, he, this guy, core, he tells Trisha that... Oh, and I was going to say he originally tells her that he has his, his master's degree. And Trisha, oh, yes. Trisha keeps telling him that, uh, like, keep keeps forwarding jobs to him over and over again. Like, oh, you should do this job because you have your master's. You should do this job because you have your master's. You have this job because you have your master's. And at the end of the day, like, he doesn't even have, like, his bachelor's. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, I mean, I think he has his bachelor.
0: I just think he never got his master's. But, like, I think the, the real, like, uh, conflict is that he has been keeping the lie that he has a master's for 12 years
1: yeah a long time a long time it's
0: like 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 a stupid like dude that's like if if i like told you straight up that like oh yeah i didn't actually go to school with you i was i actually just lived in your in that apartment and didn't actually do anything
1: yeah it's a white it's a white lie but at the same time it's like it's it it, it went on so long that it kind of became like okay like how could i trust you because you've lied to me this whole time and our friendship is based on this and this and that you know what I mean so mm-hmm.
0: well I mean like that that was one of the major thing because uh because core really loved uh bar trivia like <laughs> you know like, like like that was like like he loved it so much that it was like part of his identity mm-hmm. so like so like having to admit that like I'm not as smart as everyone in the room and that I lied to you about my credentials to even join this this group um, you know, it, it's pretty, it, it's pretty bad. Like uh, just being, like having a lie like that, it, it, it's just pretty nuts to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so so Nathan um decides uh, he takes it upon himself to um invite Skeet to uh the rehearsal. So what the rehearsal is in this episode is that um he helps uh Korskeet rehearse telling his friend Trisha that he doesn't have a master's degree and you know he copies the exact bar that he plans on taking her to um like has all these actors to be like background actors like a bartender other people in the bar um the trivia person that was there announcing it like everything was just like 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 assimilated uh, to be like a regular bar and they just rehearsed how he was going to do it every single time at with different angles so a very similar way of how he did nathan for you where like he knew what he wanted to say and he knew where he wanted to, to go with the situation and then they just kept on going like different directions just so
1: he's prepared for whatever reaction Trisha would have yeah exactly and the whole premise of the show is basically helping people like 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 what if you can mitigate all the risks of everyday life and get those all out of the way so that way you can just have like the perfect outcome that you want so it's essentially like it's you're the puppet master of your own your own reality so I mean this, <laughs> the, it starts off when he even meets skeet He says, like, these, like, kind of lame joke. He's, he's, like, he walks into his apartment and there's a bunch of doors. And everybody's kind of seen the meme probably at this point. Or city over here. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And, um, you know, as he goes through, he, like, tells a joke and it doesn't really land. But then you kind of fast forward. You kind of go backwards. And you see that Nathan has – Nathan sent people in just even before he met this guy as, like, uh, uh, electricians or something. And they scanned this guy's entire apartment and, like, made a 3D model of it. To which Nathan uses HBO's budget to make a full-scale recreation of this guy's apartment. So then Nathan is like rehearsing that interaction with like a, a clone of Core in like a warehouse. Oh yeah, he has an actor. Like he has an actor to be Core. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, not to yeah, I don't want to spoil too much of the, the episode. But basically, what happens is yeah, he 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 recreates the bar. He recreates the Alligator Lounge uh, in in Brooklyn. He recreates this guy's apartment. So he's basically getting to a point where he can have this guy um confess like this thing to trisha so you kind of now now understand probably the point of the show he's like trying to mitigate risks and he's trying to use use his lying and use his deception for good but at the same time everything just just like with Corey's relationship with trisha and these people everything around this is is um based on a lie so could you really use lies and deception for good at the end of the day? Because it's a, it's an evil practice. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Do the no, end justify
1: I, the means? It's kind of like the whole setup of the first episode, uh, and I the mean, whole season. I mean, does it? I mean, do you think, um, do you think this was like worth it? Like, do you think that um, Core would be able to confess this without Nathan? No, I think, I think Nathan did genuinely help this guy. But at the end of the day, he also lied to Core about. Uh, <laughs> there was a part where basically Core you know, gets all the trivia questions right at the bar, but it's because Nathan, like, almost like Inception, like, planted them in his head in various ways. And you can watch the episode, and you can find out how he did that, but it's, like, that was the lie that Nathan told, and that's, like, that's something that he... Even to the end of the episode, he didn't confess to that guy. So it's kind of, like... Nathan is almost like giving a piece of himself to this person. Mm. <laughs> it's like, he's like a sin eater. It's like really interesting. <laughs> <Sin eater>. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting.
0: No, it, it is very interesting. And, um, just to move on to like, to, to like the next episode, which, uh, plot lasted up until, uh, was it three episodes later? so he helps out this woman named Angela um because she always wanted to be a mother she's always considering uh, motherhood so Nathan decides to hire child actors to simulate uh, adopting and caring for a baby and sets her up in a rented farmhouse like in rural Oregon like like he builds her a house he builds her a family like builds her like a, a, a vegetable garden like this whole life simulation just so she could be like a stay-at-home mother for a child actor who they're pretending that they adopted, mm-hmm. like it sounds crazy because it is crazy. Now, like, do you think like like just from going like an episode to the second episode, do you think that like Angela and Core are like similar in in their like asking for the rehearsal? Um, there's, hmm, like, are they similar? Like, cause like for me, like personally, like I felt like 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 it had like it started out as a very good like a good
1: rehearsal. But I just think it just lasted way too long. Yeah, I I, I like the way that it developed. I mean, I like it, it. really brought apart a couple of different moments. Maybe we can even just talk about this episode in context with the other few episodes. Just like the, maybe we can just talk about this uh, this this situation with the with the house is kind of an arc, more more so than going from episode to episode. I mean, yeah. basically, this woman has really high standards. She's she is hot. I mean, she's beautiful. Uh, super by the way. religious. Yeah, I I uh, I you know I'd have a kid with her, but um, <laughs> she's super. <laughs> oh wow i mean are you christian because uh i'll convert she's super (laughs) she's super religious she's not uh shy about that at all that she's very religious she believes that christ is like the one and only and on top of that she believes you know uh in these in this you know the seed oil microplastic kind of thing where it's like you know i don't want that in my body i don't want that in my kid's body on top of that she probably is a type of person who believes like you know covid and and you know microchips and conspiracies and satanic you know rituals mm-hmm. and you know a- infowars type type adjacent stuff as well but, so, i mean i feel like she would believe in that but she would also like doesn't she, watch it she would <laughs> believe in she would believe in the infowars stuff and the um the the vitamins and all that kind of stuff not from an infowars standpoint but from a goop standpoint this is the kind of lady who's like a yes goop, she, a goop she, she's a gooper She's a gooper and she's an older lady so she can afford all this stuff and she's single so she can she can you know she's like the per- she's like she's like she's a she's a goop lady. So basically <laughs> basically very goop lady. She's very goopish. <laughs> um but you know as you continue along you kind of uh reveal more pieces of her character. And basically, like, um, she she has these, like, satanic conspiracies. So Nathan is trying to engage with the son. They're, they're, the son's name is Adam. And the yeah. son is, like, growing up, whether it be, like, uh, the, the kid is a baby. And so so at that point, you're, there's no real, like, talk about, like, how they're going to raise it as far as, like, cultural stuff. So the, first ep- the second episode is more so kind of them getting to know each other, them getting the situation right. They even tried to have a mm. different guy come in to try and, like, raise the kid who left. The guy left, like, the first night. That w- oh, that was funny. Like, yeah, when um, because like, yeah, because like, she tried, they try tried to
0: find her like a perfect husband. Yeah. Like, Get on Tinder, find a perfect husband, and <laughs> yeah, the guy left. But like, so Nathan decided. You know, Nathan was the stepfather. You know, he wasn't. Yeah. You know, he's the father that stepped up. Um, Correct. <laughs> to to help raise uh Adam, and like and like just to, like like it, it simulates like time as it's going by like pretty quickly. So, like, they have, like, like holidays coming pretty quickly, and the holiday that comes up is, is Halloween. So, Nathan, being the dad, the stepdad he is in this situation, mm-hmm. buys him and Adam matching costumes, you know, the Batman and Robin costumes. And then they get to go
1: surprise mommy, and Angela just fucking loses it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that's satanic, like, satan. you know what I mean, like... Uh, that's fucked up that you that you would even just like impose it on my kid you know what i mean so you you get the sense that she's deeply religious and she's like she wants to be in control of the rehearsal and but but nathan is like just kind of going with his instincts and he's kind of being like well you know i'm i need to be in charge too if i'm a if i'm a parent it kind of needs to be a half half and half split right Mm, yeah i i think like when they first
0: started like he was a total simp for her yeah of like of like yeah like where is the kid whatever you want but i think towards the end of the arc that's when like nathan started putting his foot down and be like i think we should do this with that i'm like he got like so invested of being this stepdad of a character yeah and like and it's funny as fuck too because he even brought his own mom and dad to the fucking house to meet his fake girlfriend that they're raising their fake kid with yeah that
1: was (laughs) that was really fucking funny and they kind of start to introduce this idea of like um you know uh nathan was raised jewish he does as he says he d- he did all the jewish holidays or still does all the jewish holidays and this woman is deeply christian so it, it, you know if this is real life um if he's not like the puppet master and like they were really having sex and they were really sleeping together and they were you know it was really a husband and wife type of situation like like in real life as as the simulation is supposed to go then you know how are you going to configure in these jewish beliefs with the christian beliefs so it gets really really funny and really interesting to see him kind of like try and like uh, uh go from simp to kind of like you know go from simp to you know uh pussy to like you know even an even bigger pussy but just kind of confronting her as a pussy just challenging her
0: and of just letting her get away with with, with whatever she wants it's funny how like the rehearsal started off as being a thing for her for her but then but then as soon as nathan decides to like jump in he's like this is for me as well like he's like i've always wanted to be a dad i guess <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so like I don't know do you like what do you think about like the rehearsal like in general like so far like um not not to like kind of like um take a tangent of talking about the plot but like what what do you think of it so far?
1: yeah I think it's I think it's really good I mean i I, I love the way that that it's been going because I think it really every episode almost makes me cry first first and foremost like it's so much more sincere <laughs> as much as I love Nathan for you and it's still one of my favorite shows. I see the rehearsal as just an extension and just, like, almost like a... I, I see the, the old show as kind of a, a, a mirror reflection of what was going on at the time. At that time, it was, like, Joe Rogan was really popular, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, like, Milo Yiannopoulos, like, all these kind of, like, figures that were kind of, like, you know, like, uh, like trolling people, that whole kind of thing, you know. Um, you know, that, that, whole, that whole universe where Joe Rogan was still a liberal, but he was kind mm-hmm. of, like, fucking with, like, PC culture... Like, I feel like that was kind of the Nathan for you era where it's kind of an apolitical show. You kind of don't really think about certain things. It's kind of just like goofing. It's kind of funny. This one, you get into more of like, um, like the whole thing about the children that they raise, like they have to swath them out every four hours. There's all these conversations with people about child labor laws. That kind of stuff. Every episode is 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 um. I don't I don't think we have time to the laugh. St- the stakes are higher. The stakes are higher because I don't think I don't think people have time to laugh in that goofy way anymore. Where it's like, oh, the, ep- the everything is concluded after thirty minutes. I don't think people want to laugh in that way anymore. I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that hits people in the same way that it did when Nathan for you was on. So now you ca- it's kind of like the Twin Peaks thing where it was very sincere back then, and now you get to like Twin Peaks of the return, and it's almost like a dark mirror reality of like. Our real you know dark mirror reality like what we're living now so i think the rehearsal is like it gets very dark it gets way more dark than nathan for you ever got i mean the first iteration of adam the kid that they had um dies like or almost dies like overdoses <laughs> yeah yeah like like in <laughs> you know? the narrative of of them yeah yeah in the narrative because like
0: yeah that, that was hilarious when they when they kill off the son and um yeah he ods in his room and like Nathan fucking was acting his ass off in that scene. Yeah, he was he was bawling his eyes out. He was wailing, and then like and like even even like Angela was a little like, "What the fuck? Like this is awful. Like this is just like so sad. Like that was such a crazy scene." But then like I feel like they inject the humor kind of back in when they bring Adam to the to the ambulance, and he fucking
1: jets out into the fucking woods. That was crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like. So yeah, I guess we kind of skipped over because the 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 Jewish iteration of of Nathan's son is like um, the second iteration of Adam. The first yeah. iteration of Adam, um, because Nathan is off doing these other rehearsals, because this whole uh, this this oh, episode. Oh yeah, so let's bas- talk about that episode too after this. Yeah, let's talk about the let's kind of talk about this. So in the interim, while Nathan is doing um, cause the whole show, it's like it's supposed to be like Nathan for you, where it's like it ends at the end of thirty minutes, right? But it's like this—he picked like the hardest and craziest possible scenario for the second episode. And if you're going to raise a kid with somebody, and it's going to be this idea of raising a kid with them and like kind of getting them regimented, you—that doesn't just end after thirty minutes. You have to continue that. You have to see it through. So, so, so almost like by design, or almost like accidentally, at the same time, it just ends up stretching to the rest of the episodes. So while Nathan is trying to help raise this kid with this lady, he's also doing other rehearsals. But the time is sped up. It's like Mm -hmm. a minute is an hour. So while Nathan is going and doing his other job, these other rehearsals that we'll get into, the kid gets older. So while Nathan is away, the kid goes from 8 years old to 16 years old so the kid so he talked to the kid and he's like you know do you know anybody whose father wasn't present or whatever and it's like yeah i do so he's like draw from that so when he gets home from the from like doing these other rehearsals the kid is 16 and the kid is like where have you been like fuck you like like, i do drugs now you're
0: not my you're not my dad
1: it's it's so (laughs) crazy. you didn't raise me (laughs) it's crazy oh my god i i love that scene i
0: I really like that scene because like like i felt like like in that arc of like raising the family it was getting kind of boring of like okay like they raise a kid it's a perfect family like they they, i felt like everyone was acting like it was a perfect family yeah which i think like 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 so i actually appreciate how nathan was like yo let's actually play that back but like be pissed at me because you would be pissed yeah like like i really enjoyed that part like because i needed more conflict you know i guess that's like my number one complaint of this like show is that i need more
1: conflict like i need more stakes yeah, but like stakes that are like yeah
0: stupid he's, or... he's it's <laughs> interesting
1: because this system that he builds is unlike anything that anybody has ever done so it's like as he's moving along you have to kind of add the friction and add the emotion as he says like like he's like in the second episode he's like one thing i hadn't calibrated or third episode he's like one thing i hadn't calibrating br- in all this was feelings <laughs> you know <laughs> feelings <laughs> so he's like he's, like I, he's prepared- like I look like a dad i have the responsibilities of a dad But I don't feel like a dad. But I don't feel like a dad. So it's just... So, yeah. So as you get further into the the episodes, like in the the interim between like raising this child or not not raising this child rather, kind of like being like a, a... uh, Captain the Cradle type of father. <laughs> Nathan for you is doing these other rehearsals as he would with Nathan for you, where it's like episode by episode, we're doing a new scenario. That's the fucking. That's how the show's supposed to go, right? That's like how the simple mm. premise is supposed to be. So he he. The, I love episode. Uh, I think episode three is probably my favorite, where he he recreates a raising canes in a warehouse, so he can have this guy basically um, talk to his brother. He can rehearse this guy talking to his brother about getting. Uh, the like his grandfather's um, part of the portion uh, of the and part of the will. Yeah, yeah, part part of his grandfather's will. But like the stipulation from the grandfather is that this kid always dates, uh, this guy always dates like gold diggers. So the brother is like reluctant to give him part of the will because he he believes that every girl that he has is a gold digger. Which is like, he's probably just withholding the funds, using excuses, kind of rolling his brother who he sees as like a beta type of thing. Like, oh, I can just keep withholding oh, you the funds. can't think for yourself, yeah. Well, I can keep withholding the funds because every girl I can just say that you date is a gold digger. You know what I mean? Like, I can just keep withholding them because I can keep holding that over your head. And you'll, you're not going to do anything about it. So the rehearsal is basically for him to stand up to his brother and ask for his portion of the will. And as you get further into it, it's like... It's going well, like it's going fine. Like he he's doing the rehearsal as he did with Chorus skeet where it's like he goes to the dialogue tree and he's trying to figure out everything like the way that he can address his brother, but he goes there's no real passion in this, there's no real feeling. So when he meets his brother, he's going to be nervous, he's going to be anxious. He, like the the 8000 rehearsals that he did is going to be in the back of his head, but like that's all going to be drowned out with you know holy shit like i'm i'm really doing it in real life and mm-hmm. like I, there's nothing nathan did nothing to prepare me for the real feelings so <laughs> could you t- could you just explain briefly to the audience like what he does to <laughs> uh, oh my god <laughs> that's I mean, so brief- crazy
0: okay so like so in order to like have <laughs> so In order to have the guy have the feelings of, like, of, like, he's really, like, asking for his inheritance, um, he gets the actor who's playing his brother to invite him over to help him out with his grandfather, like, at his house to do whatever. I, I forget what that was. And the grandfather is also an actor. And uh, like <laughs> act, like pretending to, to that like hey like 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 do you want to help me out on this like adventure like I buried some treasure back here like come and get some, <laughs> like come help me get it and then they find it and
1: he goes you know what I promise you you're gonna get some of this yeah and the will because he <laughs> the go- will because he goes like uh you know he, my grandson he he keeps going on dates and he never uh wants to help, or it's his grandson right. Yeah. yeah he's like, like my grandson's like a gold digger like always dating
0: gold diggers like like literally he just he rehearsed it like he made the, the situation the guy is in into a, like the same situation except with just random people <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah he essentially had this actor this actor yeah <laughs> the actor brings him to the grandfather's farm and the grandfather's <laughs> you know to, to get a generator from the house and the grandfather is like hey like uh, could you help me out with something else grandson and the grandson is like no I'm going on a date but then the but then he the the grandfather goes oh like you like random guy who's like doing the who's being rehearsed like you know you uh whatever his name is uh all i can find <laughs> this guy is so funny uh, uh where the fuck is his name uh patrick Which yeah he's band? like patrick yeah he goes patrick could you help me could you stay behind and help me with something and he 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 Patrick is such a nice guy, he says yes. So like yeah, like he said, the grandfather leads him on this like fake treasure hunt. And like <laughs> and like even like the grandfather like fake shits himself and Patrick helps him with it. Like all the things that Patrick used to do for his real grandfather, now he's doing for this other guy, this actor's quote-unquote grandfather so now when him and the actor so now then the grandfather fake dies so now when him and the actor are sitting across from each other now the stakes are real because the, the fake grandfather wanted to give him gold but the actor has rehearsed with him so much that he knows that he dates gold diggers <laughs> so good i was rolling on the floor bro i haven't laughed harder since i watched the andrew tate and fucking aiden ross um stream bro <laughs> That was so good. Oh my god! I just wish it. Man, I just wish we knew the ending. I mean, I, I won't talk anymore
0: about it. But like, I just. Mm, oh my god! Like, the things that Nathan sets up—he's a fucking genius. He he really is a genius. What was that one quote? He's like, uh, what he said during dumb Starbucks. He's just like, like, I am God. Like, I am the devil's like. Or oh, fuck, <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Uh, when Nathan says, uh, "They say that the devil is uh, is an artist." And if that's so, maybe I was his greatest creation yet. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and this man wants to raise a child with a Christian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the juxtapositions are so good. Like, like because you can't because if you're a fan of Nathan for you, you can't forget that other shit. And on top of that, like go, now going back to this Christian lady, she keeps calling him a liar. She's like, "You're a liar. You're lying to me. You're a liar." And it's like, it's it, 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 he is lying. <laughs> I mean, he is lying. Like <laughs> it's this like, whole shtick. Oh my God! You
0: know what's funny too? Like, like I love how like um because just to like move on to like episode was it four I guess? How like um he or four I guess four and five um because it's kind of like the same arc in this one a little bit. Mm-hmm. I love how like he was uh well you know, with the family. I love how like 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 he's in rehearsal for this chick. But then he's like, "But like, I want to stand up for myself in this situation." So he hires an actor to play Angela, (laughs) and then recreates his own house in a in a warehouse separately from their house, just so he can (laughs) like know what to say when he confronts her with parenting advice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can kind of maybe we can kind of draw back from like the plot heaviness of it, and we can kind of just focus on just the overall like. Since we're kind of getting towards the end of the episode, we can kind of just focus on like. Oh man, like just. just what, are you, the, what are your roll thoughts? Just a oh, dinosaur. Before, yeah. before we even go to that, I just want to talk about the Fielder method. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fuck it.
0: Let's get into the plot a little. We bit. got. We got to talk about the Fielder method. Like so. Like <laughs> Nathan was like talking about like this episode is basically like like he's just like oh like I want to um he's just like so like for this show like I need to hire actors to be part of the thing so I decided to create a new acting method called the Fielder method where he trains actors to be extras to be in the rehearsal. So, like, I just think it's just fucking hilarious how he's just, like, like filming a rehearsal of the rehearsal for, for the actors to be in the rehearsal. Yeah. Like,
1: all on HBO's died. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We can we can end this off on a good note because, um, you know, I, everybody should – I don't want to spoil it for everybody. If, if, if you're at this point in the episode, you should – like, I, I don't even th- – let's not even go for episode six. Let's just let people, like, decide that for themselves because we're kind of going long, and I, I want to keep talking about this. Uh, episode six uh, is coming out the day that we're dropping this. Are, uh, had already come out by the time that we're dropping this so yeah uh, you know take all this commentary and then watch that episode because it's it's i'm not sure what's going to happen next but it's going to be very good um, yeah i'm just happy that, mo- that it seems like they're moving on from it
0: from yeah from one the, of the arcs and i'm pretty happy yeah about from
1: that. the angela plotline they're kind of moving on from it for for various reasons it's it was interesting but uh it was kind of running its <laughs> course but but the whole fielder yes. method thing that the, the actor is playing the actors and then the, the actor is like like not knowing what show they were on, and they're on HP They have HBO cameras, but what is this being filmed for? It reminded me very, very much so. Now I can talk about it because there's a whole article written about it and all that drama that was going on uh, of the shit that I was in the fucking the Peter Vack movie. That's exactly what it was, bro. Because that. Really? Guy- yeah, because he was filming a movie, right? He's filming a movie where like this crowd is saying all these absurd things, and he he has all these people. Not me. Also, by the way, I was very off to the side, just observing all these like yeah. reactionary. People. You, you were just saying it quietly to yourself. Well, I was just yeah, I was just observing, and like um and all there's all these like very reactionary people on like like post left kind of like you know reactionary shitheads in there like shouting all these slurs and saying like all these crazy things to try and get on camera because in the frame of it it's like a narrative it's a narrative thing where it's like a Alt Right, Four uh, Chan board mm. come to life. So people are going, yeah. But, but for people to get in the movie, they're going ham. Yeah, what so you're it, saying one thousand percent. And it's like the people were pretending like they were they were actually like you know uh, people were taking on that role harder than they would and like embracing it harder than they would maybe in their their actual lives in order to get on camera exactly. But at the same time, he brought a critic in from his last movie to cri- to to uh, confront this guy to confront this guy. His name is uh, Michael Crumpler and uh basically this critic went to the last movie his sister's movie and accused accused the whole production essentially of being transphobic and got all the screenings cut so now you can never watch this movie it's called actors you can't watch it so it's not available for streaming it's not available anywhere so only at these couple of shows that this guy went to uh, which all the shows got cancelled after he went Uh, Was this movie available to watch and to understand and to see and determine whether or not it's transphobic or not transphobic or transgressive or not transgressive or whatever? Uh, He got all the screenings cut and nobody really knew about this drama. But this guy invited this critic here to criticize him in like in front of everybody and put the camera in front of them. Right. And like and be like, why did you like say this about the movie? Why did you call it fascist? Why did you call my sister transphobic? You need to apologize to her on camera. He said it's not going to be in the movie but it was like there's literally a boom mic over this guy's head so like yes oh it my will. So, so you're saying that like the, he pulled a nathan fielder he and, tried and, was... and it failed that's what i'm saying this guy he wanted to be he wanted to be nathan fielder and in that situation when when nathan was like what am i in like like trying to understand the the actor's point of view like what am i in what am i doing like what is this like i totally felt that because that's exactly how i felt in that situation i'm like what i'm like I'm like, this is a Chloe Cherry movie. This is like a, you know, apparently like an Ion sponsored movie. This is like apparently like a big budget, you know, or like a small budget, like a couple million dollar, like sci-fi type of movie. So it's like, what am I in now? What is this thing <laughs> like?
0: <so I> totally, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. So
1: I think Nathan Fielder, again, like I think the reason why Nathan Fielder's satire works is because not, not that he's punching up or punching down or punching this way or punching that way. It's because of perspective and he's punching himself and he's always (laughs) punching himself in a way that i think this director i'm not sure if he was i'm not sure if he's smart enough to to do that personally speaking so Mm -hmm. so yeah i really felt that and um i i sent the meme to like the 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 meme page that is making fun of this whole production that i was at and they thought it was funny but uh yeah just a small tangent but (laughs) no but yeah that
0: that shit is fucking nuts i mean um well kind of moving on um we asked earlier this week uh, uh if anyone had any uh like any questions or like because we threw out some questions about um nathan fielder and we, we kind of wanted to hear you guys opinions about him to see and then we're gonna just read uh, some of the best um co- uh, comments we got back some best points or some
1: worst points i mean you'll decide on that i guess <laughs> yeah we'll we'll run this episode as it is we're at about an hour so we can do another like five to ten on this so um hold on i'm gonna burp again real quick let me pause the. Audio. yeah just First person said awesome. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It was
0: an awesome. Okay. Wow. I mean, I guess I I, I do got to agree that, uh, yeah, it is pretty awesome.
1: It was a pretty awesome show. Um, I love how both shows are able to evoke so much emotion while being silly. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what we said the whole time. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I I, I do agree with that a, a lot. I mean, I think that's the point of this. Like, if it wasn't silly, then I think, like, we would instantly think Nathan's just a dickhead you know like you gotta have like you gotta like kind of understand his comedy
1: and like how he's being silly in my opinion like again like going back to the the production that i was at like that guy i feel like that whole thing was attempting to be subversive but the reason why it didn't work number one is because he invited the press in there and if nathan nathan fielder invited a critic of his show into this thing it would all be it would be canceled before it even started and like people would know about the alligator lounge in the factory people would know about like the whole like the whole the whole thing why the show works to me is the mystique and without mystique if you if you invite critics in and, and you don't let you don't make people sign mm-hmm. NDAs you don't take people's phones away it just break beca- the fourth wall like there is no fourth early. wall it just becomes a, it just becomes a shit show and it becomes like a reactionary like echo chamber nonsense thing where it's just like everybody thinks it's dumb but Nathan Fielder it's like he he he's able to uh, he has poise tact, and he's able to take he's able to understand like the purpose of everything Take it in and be like, okay, I'm just not going to talk about this for two years and it's just going to come out and it'll be good when it comes out. And it is, Um, you know, uh, Nathan, uh, the rehearsal is the most interesting TV show I've seen in a while i agree it's like i don't watch Mm -hmm. tv ever and this is like probably the first show i'm watching in like a year so
0: yeah i mean um i mean i I, you know i i I watch a a tv show once or twice in my life and um it's definitely the more interesting one um it's definitely like like we've been kind of saying i think the reason why just so interesting is because nobody really realizes what the show really is either it's nathan for you how to john wilson like who is america um the rehearsal yeah. Nobody knows what the show is until it premieres. In fact, like um, that article I read earlier, too, like uh, they interviewed um, like for Nathan, for you, like, you know, the hero, w- the one when he goes, oh, yeah. the, does the tightrope. Um, they interviewed the chick who he uh, fake dated for weeks and she was just like, I was really embarrassed. But then I
1: saw like when it first came out, but like it literally boosted my career. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's kind of like a win-win for both It's it's subversive in in a way that actually makes sense and it's again it's because Nathan for You he lies and he hides things but it's like it ends up working out because he has it's that's tact that's that's a really important. It's a really important uh thing to have when you're doing satire and when you're you know what I mean when you're when you're doing all this kind of stuff. Um mm it's the same thing with like channel five if channel five were to reveal all everything that he did in the episode before it comes out it's like it wouldn't be funny it wouldn't be a surprise but it's like okay uh next one he would make a great father uh i agree uh i don't know i mean he, he did leave his kid for nine years
0: i mean <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's the, the best father <laughs> I,
1: I don't know i think i think him being just a producer rather than like being a front-facing guy and being able to have the ability to take time off between things Plus, his I don't know his family seems good. Um, you know, he seems to have a good head on his shoulders. I think he'd be a good dad. Yeah, he's got some good George values. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, someone said, make sure to drop the phrase uh, "Kaufman esque" at some point. I haven't heard that take before. You know who? Um. Uh, hold on. Let me. What's his name again? Fucking. Uh, is it Charlie Kaufman? Hold on. Kaufman. Yeah, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Yes. Um. You you've heard he, of him before?
0: Yeah, I know Andy Kaufman. Um. I, I, you, you know what, I, I agree with that comment. Not many people compare him to Andy Kaufman, but, like, he is, like, he he's basically doing the same thing that Andy Kaufman did. Everybody compares him to Kaufman, that's the point of the comment. <laughs> oh, man, maybe, maybe I, I gotta get out of my echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, he, he is a modern-day Andy Kaufman, though, I
1: will say. And it, <laughs> yeah, I, agree. I do agree, though, I literally, even though he's, it's supposed to be ironic, the comment, I, like... I literally agree with it. Like, it really, he really is. He really is, but like, I feel like he's just like a more mild manner
0: Andy Kaufman. Because Andy Kaufman, like, he was not afraid to be a dickhead to somebody publicly. Like, he will straight up curse you out. I mean, he was. He did that to that one wrestler on the David Letterman show. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Uh, Nathan Fielder is one of the greatest comedians of our time and should be regarded as such. A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I I
0: do think he's underrated
1: uh among like, you know, th- the average normie. Yeah. Um yeah, Nathan Fielder is a fucking genius. Um multiple t- I said that I was watching it by myself multiple times out loud I said this man is I laughed so hard and I said this man is a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. No, same. Like uh I introduced the show
0: to my my roommate and he's just like is he a genius?
1: <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, he is. He is. Like, you don't have to do ask that anymore. It's like, that's what I like about this show. It's a little bit more personal. He's still lying to himself, lying to the audience just a bit, but it's not like there's that whole like fake, like am I a loser type of thing is not really a factor anymore. It's more so like if he's a loser, it's because he's really a loser. He's kind of putting himself more on the line than he did uh, with his old show. And um, I, I don't know. I just love the moments of sincerity uh, match with the moments of comedy because it makes you cry and then for two, and then and then it makes fun of you for making you cry. Like the moment where um, he 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 finds his son who OD'd and ran away on the from the ambulance or whatever, he finds him in the park and he like sees him and and his hair is all fucked up. He's clearly been out all night looking for this kid and the kid is like gives He's him out like, drinking with his friends at yeah, a park. He, yeah, he like stands up and like looks him in the eye and then he goes down the slide and then like the the younger like reset version of adam comes out that shit made me cry bro i was like i was like that's beautiful like that's such a like he like (laughs) like for once he for like the arc finishes like he actually tries like really hard to be a dad he really tries like instead of ignoring the son and instead of like treating it you know like it's this lady's rehearsal rather than a co-parenting situation he finally like confronts this kid looks for him like hard And, and then, you know, he gets rewarded with like a second chance, but then, (laughs) but then it comes to the kid. It's like the visual gag of the 16 year old goes down the slide and out pops the six year old. But it's like, how did that, how did that work? rather than just like letting that just be serious and let it be you know what it is (laughs) you show the kid the 16 year old like stuck in the slide
0: (laughs) he's like crawling out (laughs) he like gets up looks at the camera and just starts laughing (laughs) yeah he's like are we
1: done yet you know what i mean so it's like he's just like is that is that a wrap (laughs) yeah and i guess that's what i love so much about it uh any any that was my final take of the show the sincerity match with the the uh the comedy and and i i I really i'm excited to see where it goes next but do you have any final thoughts on on this show um yeah i mean i really i do like it this show
0: um i think it's probably uh the most ambitious project he's done yet i think um just like comically and just like situational and just wasting hbo's money um it's definitely he's definitely spent the most money on show. In fact, I don't know. Is it a coincidence that uh, it comes out that he spent all, their, all of HBO's money and then DC cancels half of their movies? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that a coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> My man is pulling the strings. I'm telling he's, you. he's pulled the strings. I mean, uh, he's ending the, the superhero phase.
1: <laughs> Thank God. But,
0: yeah, but um, yeah, I, I I really like the show. I do like this the sincerity uh, of Nathan this time around. Um, yeah, I just I do like I just like everything about it. Really, um, I, the only thing I didn't like about it um ended in the last episode that arc uh, of him being a father and and mother. Just because, like, I don't know, like, I, I thought it was a funny
1: gag, but, like, I just think it just went way too long. Like, uh, they put way too much effort into it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was interesting to see it through, but it's, like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think what happened was that when he reset the kid back to six years old, I think the lady just kind of got burned out and tired, which is fair. And it's, like, not a real parenthood situation and i guess like i don't know it's the same with me at that that premiere it's like if i after the third day of me second or third day of me being there trying to understand like as a journalist and like as just somebody who's trying to make connections like what's even going on i was even getting tired i was like what is the point of this so you know i don't know as much as it as much as it's like you can you can zoom out now and be like oh you know she's the star of an hbo show she should have just stuck it out it's like ah well she didn't really understand what was going on and like what exactly was the point of what was happening and uh, i'm sure between the mind games the lying the being confronted by the (laughs) the 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 hebrew tutor uh about christianity and being called an anti-semite i'm sure i would be i'd probably be done too but um anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no but um it's still a very solid show he is the Andy kaufman of our time i think um yeah, I'm excited to see which direction he's going to go to next. Like, like it's like a brand new slate. Um, hopefully, he goes back to like where it's just their bottle episodes. But I mean, you know, I didn't mind that it leaked uh, that that one arc leaked for all the other episodes. Um, yeah, I th- think just... he's going
1: to keep raising the kid and bring the kid on the rehearsals with him. I think that's what's going to happen next. Oh, that'd be so funny. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great to see where he goes next. And and again, if you're listening to this now, you you already know um, where it's going, where it's gone. So. You know enjoy and en- enjoy with all this context, uh, yeah, yeah, let's enjoy the ride together.